0: You are listening to Bullet Points with Margot Bennett, the Executive Director of Women Against Gun Violence. Bullet Points is our 15 minute monthly update on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining me. I'm Margot Bennett, the Executive Director of Women Against Gun Violence, and this is Bullet Points our 15-minute or less podcast where we update you on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Today, I'm going to speak about domestic violence and guns, school shootings and child access prevention laws, our Ballot Stop Bullets initiative and the filibuster, and our upcoming summit currently in the works. Okay, let's get started. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Almost 2,000 women were murdered by men in 2018, and the most common weapon used was a gun, according to the most recent edition of the annual Violence Policy Center, VPC, study When Men Murder Women, an analysis of 2018 homicide data. The study found that nationwide, 92% of women killed by men were murdered by someone they knew and that the most common weapon used was a gun. In fact, domestic violence victims are five times more likely to be killed when their abuser has access to a gun. Specifically, in 2018, nationwide, 1,946 females were murdered by males in single victim single offender incidents nine out of 10 victims knew their offenders of the victims who knew their offenders 63 percent were wives or other intimate acquaintances of their killers 11 times as many females were murdered by a male they knew then were killed by male strangers. Black women were murdered by males nearly three times the rate of white women murdered by men. Firearms were the weapons most commonly used by males to murder females in 2018. Nationwide, for homicides in which the weapon used could be identified, 56% of female victims were shot and killed with a gun. Of the homicides committed with guns, 69% were killed with handguns. The number of females shot and killed by their husband or intimate acquaintance was four times the total number murdered by male strangers using all weapons combined. So when the gun lobby gun enthusiasts, and the NRA, which is really the advertising for gun manufacturers, tell you, as women, that you need to carry a gun with you to protect yourself against outside attackers and invading hordes. They're lying. They have the same data we have. They just don't care. Your safety and your life matters less to them than the money they can put in their pockets. There are ways to reduce these startling statistics. Renew the Violence Against Women Act and reduce the number of guns in the hands of abusers through both state and federal legislation. We are waiting on the Senate to vote to renew the Violence Against Women Act, so it is important that you contact your senators and encourage your friends and family across the nation to contact their senators to vote to renew this critical piece of legislation. Now for some information on school shootings. There have been 22 school shootings in the United States in 2021. The most recent being at Timberview High School in Arlington, Texas, where the state's government has further weakened gun laws to protect Texas communities. Up to 90% of guns used by minors in suicides, unintentional shootings, and school shootings are found in the child's home or the home of a relative. That is why child access prevention or CAP laws are so important laws requiring gun owners to store their guns safely and securely and away from a minor's access is an incredibly effective tool to reduce these gun deaths and injuries. Yet only 31 states have them, and they have a variety of requirements and penalties, strict to weak. For example, California imposes criminal liability if a child could likely gain access to a firearm negligently stored, whereas Georgia's law only prohibits parents or guardians from directly providing a firearm to a minor. For more detail on CAP laws, visit the Giffords Law Center website. What has become apparent to me is that CAP laws must have strict requirements that reduce access to firearms and also require punishment that is severe enough to become an incentive to store firearms safely, as well as provide a deterrent to others. Until that happens, children and youth will continue to have access to firearms at home that are then used in suicide school shootings and unintentional shootings. Now let's talk about our Ballot Stop Bullets initiative and the filibuster. For real and lasting change we must all vote in all elections, local, state, and federal. We must impact the legislatures that will write and pass the laws we need and we must impact the courts Who will most likely review the legislation after the NRA sues on grounds that the laws violate the Second Amendment. This year we are hosting a series of conversations where you will have an opportunity to hear and question candidates running for a variety of offices in Los Angeles City and County. If you would like to receive notices about these conversations, email us at wagv at wagv.org. Because we are a 501c3, we are not able to endorse candidates, but we can endorse philosophies, philosophies that support our communities through strong and impactful firearm legislation. Remember to vote for gun sense in each and every election because gun violence prevention is always on the ballot. A quick word about the Senate filibuster that requires 60 votes just to bring legislation up for a vote. Every day, over 100 people are shot and killed in the United States and many, many more are injured. There are sensible and impactful gun legislation passed by the House that sits in the Senate right now. Legislation that would help prevent many of these deaths and injuries, but are being blocked by the filibuster. The Senate filibuster is killing us. For more information on the filibuster and to sign a petition, go to www.bradyunited.org. Our next educational summit is currently in the planning stages. This year we will be hosting a seminar covering California's parole and probation system, the laws and procedures, and will also include commentary from impacted community members, both gun violence survivors, as well as those previously incarcerated, from prosecuting attorneys, as well as defense attorneys. We will keep you posted when the date is set and look forward to seeing you there. That's it for this month. I look forward to hearing from you with your questions. Please feel free to email me at wagv at wagv.org. Thank you for listening to Bullet Points, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at wagv.org to sign up for our action alerts. We're looking forward to you joining us next month.